We built us, a mother-daughter team having authentic conversation on everyday stories built from resilience and a sense of humor. Generational differences have influenced our ideas and experiences. Together, our contrasts and opinions have provided growth and understanding. We hope to create a connection through our stories knowing we're all connected and need each other. Welcome and thanks for tuning in today. I am Chloe, the daughter. And I am mom. My name is Holly. Girl, you always do that reverse. Do I? Yeah. Oh. You're always like, I'm the mom. It's cute. I like it. Okay. (laughs) So our topic today is how we built us Um, in recent um, holidays, I guess you could say. Um, Mother's Day was just in this last Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So we decided to do a little podcast on how we built us, how we kind of founded our relationship and I mean, how I gave birth to you in 1999, <laughs> February 5th, on a chilly day. <laughs> um, yeah, we just wanted to kind of put that and like how you guys can connect to it. Um, That's actually a parents. safe bet that it was cold. Yeah, I mean, it's February 5th. It's never nice. I can speak highly of that because <laughs> I've never had an outdoor birthday party. So <laughs> I tried to do a pinata party for you once. I remember that. It was in the garage. Yeah. It was freezing, probably. Yeah, we all had winter coats, and nobody could like swing the bat because we were like <laughs> stuffed. Like that was a horse pinata you made. Yeah, I remember that. All right. Well, how we built us is the topic. Yeah, um, it's kind of a mother daughter thing, and how how we grew and how we've changed and morphed into what we have morphed. right now. Well, An I, evolution of mother and daughter. I'm gonna narrate it the whole time like that. God, you're annoying. So <laughs> I. Uh, you know how I do. I went on um, the internet. No, mom. How do you do? Because <laughs> I gotta know. Right, I right, want right. to know what everybody's saying and doing and perspectives and views because I like that. Um, but out on the internet, a mother-daughter relationship. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, they spend proper amount of time together. That ass, that's what Google said, or whatever you looked up. Yeah. That's hilarious. Isn't that though? I'm pretty sure any relationship is going to have, if you spend time together, it's going (laughs) to. Right. That's so funny. Uh, They don't engage in making each other feel guilty. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they don't try to change each other into different versions of themselves. Mm. They engage in positive conflict, whatever the hell that means. And both parties contribute to the relationship. I feel like that's true for any relationship, though. Agree. It's kind of general, um, which, I mean, it was all correct. You're right. It's very generic, though. They spend proper amount of time together. Honestly, what's a proper amount of time? That's like trying to right. define normal or trying to define beautiful or trying. It's just too. Right. Too broad. Perspective so of, many. Yeah. You know, proper amount of time. Somebody would be like, I spend 30 minutes with my mom once a year and that's good enough. Right. And other people might be like, oh, dude, man, I got to talk to my mom every day. So proper. I don't know. That's proper time. It's just. I'm going to start saying that. Continue. All right. <laughs> um, But there are, as I have found out, there are different types of mother-daughter relationships. There's actually seven. Really? Yeah. Um, one is a role reversal. And I, when I heard that one, I thought of Freaky Friday, honestly, (laughs) but what that actually means as you can imagine is when the mother is not mature and the daughter is the maturity one. Like, 
you know, saying, you got to do this. Or, right. mom, what are you doing? You got, we got to. I got to get your shit together. Like, yeah. I don't all right. Know. Like, like, I'll go grocery shopping, like, today. Like, in the, yeah. Yeah. But then um, there's the sisters. Mm. And that's when the mom gives birth to her kid when she's super young. And mm. there's not a lot of years between them. And um, I don't know. They, I, and I've seen pictures of this out on oh, Instagram. Oh, for sure. Where you, it's like, really? That's your mom? Mm-hmm. You guys could be sisters. Because literally, they probably could be. Um, then there's the best friend, mother-daughter relationship. And they are the ones that are like, you want to go to TJ Maxx? Mm. You want some advice? I would say that's us. Yeah. That's, I think, one of them. Definitely my best friend. Sometimes, sorry, best friends that are listening. I feel like I tell you some, because you're in, you're in my space more, that I tell you more than them sometimes. Not just because I mean to, but like, but you're very I'm communi- close enough to you that I can do that. Yeah. And you're a very communicative person, so you say everything that's on your mind. Mm. And sometimes when I'm listening to you and you're telling me very personal things, I have to keep calm mama face on. LOL. Because it isn't stuff you share with your mom. But it's it's all good because... But we have a different relationship, so it's like... Yeah, that's that true. That proper amount, I guess you could say, of information. That's not in that paragraph. No, but I, you know, I'm trying to bring that word back, you know? Proper? Proper. All right. And then there's the strangers, uh, the mother-daughter relationship. The stranger uh, relationship, actually, sadly enough, to me it's sad, it is the most common. Mm. That is, I mean, that's sad to me too. And those um, relationships are the mom and daughter that, how's it going? Good. Oh, by the way, last month, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they, they don't remain like that. They just give each other same. minimal information and usually are the last to hear about mm. whatever they're giving right. each other. It's, it's on sad. the surface. It is. Um, then there's the ambitious executor. Um, and that is the mom who didn't have a good childhood and wants to give her child, her daughter, everything she didn't have. And she literally is like the best cheerleader mm. in her life. That's also us. It is. I agree with you. You're my best cheerleader. It and is. I feel like vice versa, hopefully. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you are. You're always yes. trying to kick me in the butt to do things that I talk about that I don't follow through with sometimes. Then there's the, uh, uh, how do you say that word? Authoritarian. Author- yeah, thank you. That is and me. Submissive mother. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> and submissive mother that takes control of the daughter's life. You will be like me. You will do as I say. Oh, hell nah. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I'd be out of here by now. <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here right now if I was mm-hmm. that, that kind of mother. Um, Then there's the mismatch. They just do not connect. Mm. You know, opposite ends of the spectrum with music, their clothes, mm. their views, their style. Everything is just so different. Um, I don't know. I couldn't imagine that. I, I mean, either. I know friends that do have that relationship. And, like, they wouldn't know anything different. Right. But they just have other types of relationships that I necessarily don't have. So, like, it's, I feel like it one and one and plays with each other. Right. But my mind wanders to babyhood, to toddler, to mm-hmm. teenage years, that where was the disconnect? Where did it Where did it happen where they kind of went their separate ways? Where I feel like, I don't know, it's something that 
that you nurture and it has to be a constant thing. Not to say that our personalities aren't different and that doesn't happen, because um, I know there's always the exception to every single stinking role in this world, but um, I don't know. If you guys are close and you're constantly mm-hmm. doing that thing, I don't, I don't know how that could happen at this point in time in our life. Right. Totally. You know? I don't I, know. I I didn't know there was that many times some mother-daughter relationships, but I guess reflecting back at like my friends' relationships or just people I know in their relationship with their mom, I guess I could definitely see each individual one of those. I think it's cool to hear them in front of me, like have them placed in front of me and this is what they are. And that's really interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, when you think about going over to your friend's house and you're sitting there, you know, through <laughs> life, wait, how many friends um, can you say that? I'm sorry for laughing. I was giving you the bro meme face. <laughs> Why? Did I interrupt? Yeah, bro. Oh, it's fine. No, keep going. You're flowing. You're flowing. No, you go. no you're flowing. Well, my mind goes just like <laughs> yours, and I was just curious to know how many people in your life do you know that have close relationships with their mom like you and I do? Like us, none. We have a very unique, a very individualized, individualized, it's proper English, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I really like, yeah, like, we. it's very unique. It is, but to be fair, I feel like we've been through a lot of traumatic events, mm. um, and in order to persevere and, and come together, it has brought us closer. Um, tragedy, trauma, and stuff like that seems to do that with people, and if, if you don't have that, then it's just going through day-to-day life events, and you only can deal with what you are given. You I agree. Know? So I don't know. I I mean, I obviously daydream about being a mom someday. You know, if I ever reach that point where I meet somebody or, you know, heck, I've always joked about going to a sperm bank. It's like, oh, God. okay. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. All those characteristics I want. It's like a you know, vending machine. It is. Of- it's like a genetic vending machine. Like, you know, if you don't meet your person by the prime genetic age to have a child, like, Pop her in, I guess. <laughs> I want selection H1. <laughs> I mean, hey, or adopt. Like, I mean, I do daydream of being a parent with or without the method of getting there. I. <laughs> How did you know when you were ready to be a mom? You know, isn't that weird? That's a weird thing because um, after I graduated from college, I'm like, I'm never having kids, man. That is, I was going to be in a high rise in a big city and what? I was gonna, yeah, I was going to be just this big bitchy boss and mm. I wasn't going to be married or have kids. And, um, <laughs> and then, and then I got married and then you, th- you think, well, my life won't be complete if I don't have children because you start daydreaming about the future. Maternal clock. Yeah. Is that what you're discussing? About? Kind of. But mm-hmm. I would I would picture like Christmas or Thanksgiving meal and me just sitting there with my husband and silence with crickets chirping and not having any kids and and laughter and joking and mm. that kind of thing. Really? And that kind yeah. of scared me. So um I did have a kid and I'll I'll be honest with you, I wasn't ready for it. Mm. I wasn't I mean he was planned. Right. Um your your oldest brother, but it wasn't something <laughs> that I really knew what I was doing. Right. You know, and especially having the background of like your mother and not knowing yeah. how to have a like, yeah. kid. 
Right. Yeah, I had no clue. But I mean, um, your brother was a, a all th- I am proud to say that all three of you were were actually a, a planned pregnancy. And going into the first one, it's totally a guinea pig. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what to ask. And I had what to expect when you're expecting type book. And you knew mm-hmm. that your kid looked like a lima bean at, you know, so many weeks and all that. But you were and I knew what was developing. I didn't sneak any cookies. I didn't drink any caffeine. Um, I kept charts of how many grams of protein mm. I ate. I was I was a pretty strict pregnant chick. So um, with your brother, um, there was some mishap where uh, it was a huge malpractice suit, actually, and they crushed his head, taking him out with forceps, and they called it subdural hematoma. It was a depressed skull fracture. Um, and they had to air vacuum to a different hospital. And they did such a number of me. I was in the hospital for a few days because I couldn't pee on my own. Mm. I had a catheter in me mm. um, because uh, it was pretty botched. And um, the pediatric neurologist told me that he would not be okay. Um, he was born healthy, but the doctor screwed up by crushing his head. Mm. And he told me that... Um, there will be damage with as much bleeding that he has seen on the brain. Um, and he couldn't tell me until he was about four months old when they would do an MRI to see where the bleeding had dissipated. He could tell me exactly then where the damage had been, whether it be his small motor skills, large motor skills, his speech, whatever. Well, four months pass and they do this MRI and I'll never forget the day because it was a pivotal point in my life. And um, I can remember the way the sun was shining on the desk. I can remember the big leather chair and him propping back, holding his hands up in there. And he just looked at me um, and my husband then and, and said, you read about this in medical journals. I have absolutely no medical explanation. There should be damage on this child's brain. And I can't find a damaged piece of tissue. I bawled my eyes. I quit my job and I dedicated everything I was as a human being to being a parent to him and then your other brother and you uh, for the next, whatever, 18 years of your life. And um, I could not, I could not learn enough about parenting. I took nothing for granted as a result of that, that episode, but that was a journey that I don't think otherwise would have happened. I think I would have always been a good mom, but Mm. never would have anticipated that you can't foresee that right I don't like it wouldn't have been as motivated um internally to be the best parent if you didn't go through the trauma right and I don't know I know your relationship with your mom uh, wasn't good at all um and I guess how sometimes we replay what you were taught as a child um and you become that parent of how you were raised I just like, how did you dodge that? Like, God is good that you could dodge that in a way. Like, what a blessing. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a very, um, it was very dysfunctional. And I literally, as I became a teenager and go over to a friend's house, I'd be like, wait, your mom gives you like vitamins at breakfast time? She Mm. talks to and makes breakfast? I was learning what a healthy female role model was through my friend's mom's. And I didn't know any other world, and, and people don't know any other world. And I always refer it to as a almost a recording in your head mm. being played. 
And then um, as time goes on, that's the only recording you can play in your head. So when you're dealing with fill in the blank situation, you're going to go to that recording and you become a byproduct of your environment and the whole cycle of whatever lifestyle you have been accustomed to, you will live unless you realize it's something that you don't want for yourself or you know it's wrong or you want to change that aspect. Man, I ripped that tape out way, way mm. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew you rewrote I w- your story. I did. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna be writing that at all. Right. Good. Um, good for you. That. I mean, I'm so blessed to have you. And I hate to say, like, I'm glad you went through that. But like, that's the point of life is to go through these things to make yourself a better ABC. You know, I think everything has a purpose. Everything has a plan. And if that, like, that means Alex's birth was botched, a domino effect into raising three amazing children. <laughs> um, you guys are amazing, but you know. it was a lot of work. And I, I hate to say that you have to go through a hardship to be able to appreciate and understand, mm. really, really understand the impact uh, and implication. I mean, when Alex started talking, um, yes. I, I was like, yeah, encouraging it left and right where most parents would be like, Oh my God, they never shut up. Mm-hmm. But I could have been, another way around you yeah know? I remember like whenever we're walking in a store um pre-COVID-19 uh and you heard we heard like parents be like be quiet and like they would like yell at them I would get tense because I was not raised that way I was never told really to be quiet ever I was never you know so hearing you get angry at that or being upset like you wouldn't get angry you never got angry but upset at the idea of let your kid talk. Like what an, you have a you have such a blessing in front of you. Cherish it. And I really like I'm I'm glad I was raised that way yeah. because I can cherish it without even being a mother yet. Yeah. So I mean to know when it's right, I think that first child is always a guinea pig and it's totally like that commercial where it's all like the properness and mm. you're sanitizing them by the second and third one you're just like wiping it off on your pants and <laughs> plopping a pacifier in your mouth it does get oh like gosh. that because you learn to you just learn it's mm-hmm. a it's a process but I think the important thing is um I don't know that that, that you stay in tune to your kid and their personality mm. throughout right. it all totally I mean, um, I mean, I mean, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Being, I mean, I don't want to make this sound like we're always happy and dandy. I mean, we did talk about oh, the trials no. and like <laughs> my preteen, I would say like mm. 10 through 15. Oh my gosh. We did not always get along. True story. It was, oh my gosh. I hate to say it, but I was just such a snob, man. Not a snob. That's not the right word. I was such a. You were constant. I was constant. You were constant. constant. You were. Uh, um, I don't want to say a lot of work, but yeah, you were a lot of mm. a, a lot of work as far as disciplining you, mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Um, kind of head checking you with different things. Do you do you remember any of my discipline? Oh my gosh, yes. You. Okay, so a lot of I'm gonna like do a little. A lot of people I know um, have been spanked or physically touched to like, like spanking. Mm. Um, to be punished, you never once touched me ever. 
you would like sit me down, you would talk to me, you would reason with me and be like, okay, what are the consequences? Con- consequences. consequences. Thank you. That's one word I can't pronounce. I just, my tongue doesn't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the blank uh, to doing what you're doing? You know, is it rational to do this? Here are the outcomes if you do this. You would like think it out. You would roadmap it for me. Here are your options. You do it. And you have to accept your result. And that's how you would discipline. You would make us literally logically think. If we do this, this is what happens. Or like you would discipline. You would make us, or let's say if I was, you know, having a fight with the siblings, uh, you would make us like stare at each other. And the first one to smile had to say, I love you. And that was the hardest thing when I was younger. God, that was so Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Because, like, we don't want to smile. But it was funny staring at your sibling. So then you had to hug and say, I love you at the end on whoever smiled first. And that sucked. But Did it, it always, work? It worked every damn time. Every damn time. Yeah. And I knew it was coming when I was fighting with one of my older brothers. It was, oh my gosh, your discipline. If I do have kids, I will definitely implement in my future because i you i appreciated the thought of reasoning it did because it i think it 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 teaches you you know choices have consequences even if you choose not to make a choice like rush says you still have made a choice but like rush never mind it's a band from the 80s generational differences (laughs) (laughs) i know who rush is my dude i I you know i saw them four times four times yes bruh yeah, I had a, a, a high school sweetheart that loved Rush, and we'd go all the time. But anyways, the <laughs> the um, whole discipline thing, I just, I, I felt like that frustration point where a lot of people do spank or hit their kids or yell at their kids is totally a missed opportunity to teach them. Preach! Like, it, they're only ever going to remember the pain and not anything that they're being punished for. It was actually the first English paper I wrote in college ever. Really? It was about punishing a child and the outcomes. I did a research study and everything on it. Yeah, it's, it is. It's pretty amazing. It's detrimental to the child's development in the brain. Well, I think they just learn to hide or lie or divert um, yeah. their, their actions because they know the outcome is going to be a painful event rather than earning the respect and teaching them right so but you know raising you uh, uh, can I share a funny story with there what is it there <laughs> you were a, a messy human being oh my gosh yes like I literally had to kick clothes out of the way in your in your room tunnel to, it, I'm not even exaggerating no it was terrible you had to, I had my whole entire closet practically on the ground it was terrible I don't know why I don't either. Because I'm like, I'm pretty freaking neat now. And I would sit, you are, it took a long time. I did. But I would sit and talk to you about choices and consequences. And um, I have a very bad back um, and it's very painful for me to help you. And I would get very frustrated and I would think she doesn't even care that I'm trying to help her because the next day or even in an hour or two, because you changed her clothes so often. I um, did. What was my issue, man? I don't know. Man, it just drove me crazy. So I actually, every parent teacher conference that I went to for years, the teacher would be like, your daughter Mm. can put together an outfit and real, and I'm Mm. like, "Mm, how is she doing in school? 
because mm. it would get me mm. so didn't they, matter they, runway bitch no <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand the frustration I had but I had had it one day and I got two big black 55 pound garbage bags and I started putting your clothes in there y'all I remember this I was terrified I was bawling I'm like no I'll get better yeah and I'm like no I'm you too many choices too many chances I'm not even tell you what I'll put five shirts five pairs of pants out during the school week and you get the glory of picking which shirt and pants you want to wear every day but I am not giving you a choice that you have been having no way and I put those all up in the attic I and remember that. We, this went on for months. Well, I was, uh, <laughs> by the time I took those garbage bags out, the clothes you had already had outgrown because you grew so quickly during that time. Damn. But it was. I do remember that so vividly. That was just one of many things, but it was a very frustrating. Effective though. Like whenever effective. you said no, whenever you told me you were going to do something, you damn well did it. Yeah, yeah. You were very, your discipline you know, if you guys keep crying, we're going to go home. We went home. I hear so many parents sit at a grocery store and they keep rolling that cart. Well, the kids are going to keep learning that they can keep getting their way if they keep throwing that fit. But you? No, no, no. I would be in the back of a car, crying my ass up, complaining that ABC. And you'd be like, you know what? We're, we will turn around if you guys keep fighting, etc. We would keep fighting. And sure enough, we'd find ourselves turning around, going home. I had to be careful about what I would threaten you guys with because I knew I needed to, to follow through. Otherwise, it's not even effective. And I thank you for that now. Mm. Back then, I hated it. Girl, man. Girl, man. Dude, I, man. Dude, man. I tell you, <laughs> it is. it has been a journey. But I um I feel like it's been it's been a process for us. Mm. Um. You know, the the baby, the toddler, then you have the preteen and the teenage and then mm. young adulthood. And now we're at this place right now where we um, really have gotten it together. But I, I feel like it was a lot of work. Mm. You know, it has been a journey. It doesn't happen overnight because people will often say, God, you guys had such an amazing relationship. And I have an amazing relationship with, with the boys. It's different because they're boys um, than a daughter. And, and and we live together. We do live together. Um, but I feel like there's some key things that have ha that have to happen. And how we and made it's, us. It's on how we made us. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a lifelong thing. I feel like the life uh, it takes a constant communication and understanding. Mm -hmm each other you know and, and our communication style and I've grown and especially in that and I'd say in the last year where I would communicate to you be like you know I'm pretty upset right now and I'd remove myself from the room that's also something you is when I was a young kid you'd be mm -hmm. like you know I'm upset you're upset good things aren't going to come if we talk right now mm -hmm. let's do 30 minutes apart yeah let's I would do five minutes apart I would do my adult timeouts mm -hmm. because I wanted you to know that I am also human and I can also make my mistakes mm -hmm. and I also have my faults and I don't want to say or do anything that I would regret. So right. it's probably the healthiest thing for us to step away from each other right now. Right. Um, I feel like through the years, we've learned to respect each other's space and individuality. Mm -hmm. Totally. We've respected that. I think that's important because you're separate than me. Um, but I feel like it's an ongoing, ongoing process of learning, learning about the other person. Because we're always evolving and changing. Yeah, and that's trust. what we want for each other, though. 
Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trusting each other is totally a thing that that's, I mean, I trust you a hundred percent. What's the worst thing you could ever do to me? Lie to you. And when did you learn that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I learned it really quickly. Yeah. Um, I now have never, I do not lie to you because either I feel, feel too guilty or I just can't live with myself. You deserve that respect. And lying is one of the worst things. It just it starts it's, from the bottom and it literally gets so big if it, you just keep building out that one lie. And I think that's true for any relationship. Not the mother-daughter relationship, but any relationship. Totally agree. Um, you know, I think through our, our turmoil and our trauma and the things that we've gone through, cherishing, cherishing each other um, in moments really is something too. I mean, that helps us grow. Mm -hmm. uh, we're else pointing out things that are hallmarky to each other. Yeah. You know, stopping, stop just Take, recognizing those moments. Yeah. It's an ongoing process of learning for it sure. Is. That would actually be a good topic for next week on that note. What's that? Um, just kind of finding purpose in the small things. Ooh, I like that. You know, um, this morning I was out for a walk. Uh, I was around campus, and I could see from a distance this boy that was about your age. He was on his bike, and he stopped his bike, put his kickstand down, and he walked over to one of the blossoming trees right there in front of the main hall, and he picked a little blossom, and mm -hmm. he smelt it, and he got on his bike, and I'm like, what the heck? You just don't mm -hmm. see that. that you know, I don't right. know. It was cool, and I wondered who he was giving that to and who he was thinking about, and it was mm -hmm. just one of those moments that, I don't know, made me feel kind of happy right. inside. Or it could have just been for himself and he was finding that small purpose. Yeah. In God's gifts. True. Or just nature. and True. I don't know. So I guess that's next week's topic. Yes. Yeah. Love so it. It's on. It'll it's be on. a good one. Cool. Um, so we'll see you next week for that. Thank you for tuning in. Please give our social media some loving. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at webuiltus underscore podcasts. Facebook at We Built Us Podcast, and we welcome comments or questions at webuiltus at gmail.com. Remember, we need to know we have each other, and? And we um, are a constant journey of learning and loving and growing together. So um, cherish the you. people around you. Yeah. Thank you for listening.